The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. A monthly visit from John Strimstreffer with the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Sam. How are you? Been any trips? Stayed around? What's going on? How's the things going on the basketball front as far as your daughter's concerned? Getting ready to start a season, SHG. Yeah, the open gyms. I, I'm an assistant boys coach for my son's eighth grade team at Bus Sacrament, so real intense responsibility for me there. <laughs> but uh, we've been doing open gyms with those boys. It's amazing how much they grow between 7th and 8th grade. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, isn't that the truth? Talk about the Community Foundation, where are we at, what's going on, and why is Mr. Larry Johnson here today? Well, it's a special year for us here at the Community Foundation. This marks the 20th anniversary year of becoming a Community Foundation in 2002. Um, and with that, we had a little celebration a couple Saturdays ago. And we did this for the first time at our 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm where we created an award, an award called the Stevens Philanthropy Award. And the first recipients were the namesakes of that award, Judy and Harvey Stevens. Judy Stevens was the founding board chair when we became a community foundation, and her husband Harvey did all that legal work back to make that wow. happen, and he still does as a pro bono attorney for the community foundation. So they were suitable people, the, the best people we thought of to create that award and honor for the first time. Then fast forward five years, for the second time only, we we gave that award out again. And just to read you the purpose of that award, it recognizes individuals who have gone above and beyond to live their lives with an extraordinary commitment to philanthropy and community service. So with that mission in mind, uh, we had a committee of folks involved with the Community Foundation, and they chose Larry Johnson to be the second recipient and we honored Larry a, a couple of Saturdays ago with that surprise honor at our at our event. How you doing? A surprise, yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you ever sit down and think how many organizations or programs or services that you're involved in? Well, you know, and I'm I'm not really involved in a whole lot now. I'm involved at the Military Museum, which is an honor, and I'm involved with the Knights of Columbus, um, and uh, and we've done some cool things out there. So now, I mean, I've I've been pretty lucky to pace myself a little bit. Fat ass five k. Fat ass five k. Yeah, yeah, it's all fun, and you know, and when when we started the community foundation, I was just along for the ride, and I told people that night I was with people that were better than me, smarter than me, more charitable than me, but I was along, you know, I was along for the ride with some great people, and I've I've worked my entire career, volunteered with people that I thought always believed were better than me. So I I, I've lived the dream, and I did a lot of this stuff only because. My firm was very supportive. I work at Sigets, and my wife is amazing. And so, some of the things I w- I've done, I wouldn't have been able to do without the support of my wife. Did you ever firm. think when the foundation started to get to where it is today? You I know, mean, did you see the potential? It, well, back then, I used to. We had. I asked John this morning when I went off the board, we were probably a million or two million dollars. And I used to tell people we were going to be at fifty million to a hundred million, and we hit fifty a few years ago, knocking on the door at seventy. If somebody asked me today, I'd say it'll be a hundred and fifty million before you know it. How much have you given away over the twenty years to charity outside of uh, about twenty six million? Yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna double in the next five years probably. So yeah, it's yeah I did see it because I'd seen other community foundations. We you know we we just got by we got by with a lot of help from our friends and other foundations around the country. So yeah, I did, and I, that's what that's what's so exciting about it. So now I can just sit back and watch it. We refer clients. We tell I tell the story all the time. It's all about the stories. So have you guys made the distribution of from the Fat Ass Five K? Yeah, we just distributed. We had a night over at uh, 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 
Zaputo's, a okay. bunch of the people threw in money, and we didn't. None of the, none of the money was paid for by the by the by the event. Okay, uh, the captain was there to get a check for uh, the, you, you guys a signature charity. But yeah, we've given it away, so we give it away pretty quick. So we're do it again next year. Uh, how would the past past year go? Was I mean there have been bigger? Yeah, it was about uh, it was about half what it was. What do you think it was, was that because of the pandemic? The comeback, size whatever? of the crowd, costs were up. You know, so we we're we're gonna adjust. Just our price next year. We'll, we'll knock on the door over a hundred thousand next year again. My daughter's in charge. School teacher at Southeast. She's a rock star. So. Lake Lake Point Grill, uh, of course. Uh, Chris Hankin no longer going to be involved in that business. I just heard this morning that uh, uh, Homeland Development Group that owns that property already has somebody a restaurant ready to go in there. So they've been. I think Jim Fulgenzi is the property manager there, and he's been quoted as saying there's a restaurant. But anyway. They were a major part of the yeah, badass. Yeah, Chris was, but I think when he when he when he sold some of his equipment, he retained the right to use it next year during the fat ass. Come on, one of the nicest. Yeah, some of the equipment, like the smokers, one of the one of the nicest guys in the world. He does so much for charities. He does so much for us. So yeah, that's already been taken care of. Tell me about the military museum. Where'd the interest come from in there? Because before you took it, it was kind of a lot of Springfield secrets well, before you it, got involved. It, it, well, it's some other people. Yeah, we, we up some things. We have more events now, so we're more newsworthy. So it's just a great story, and it's a great a bunch of patriots out there. So, Do the, Is it fairly well attended by people? Yeah, it is. We have hundreds of people on weekend events. We have thousands and thousands of school kids come in, so... Yeah, it's a real, it's a real great place. It's a great place. As you, 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 we, we need to have you guys out for another remote. We have people that come in and say, four years ago, I heard Sam on the radio said, I got to come out here and bring my grandkids, and I'm here, and my grandkids are with me. So, uh, the Knights of Columbus thing. You've been in on the mega drawing. Yeah, uh, that needless to say, and everybody knows, not everybody knows, but you know, the property was challenged uh, financially, and there was talk about selling it and things like that, and selling off parcels. Did you ever envision? that the Thursday night drawing would become an institution like it has? Well, you know, at the beginning it was just to get people in and fill up the bar, and that's what it did. And then things started to go well, and, and I guess by the grace of God, the board didn't get hit. And then Terry Farmer got involved. And Terry Farmer is a game changer. He's an absolute game changer. Promotion, ideas, and, you know, we some of us have teamed up with him, and Greg Langdon included, and some others, they, Mike Workman, and he can make things happen. He is one of the most influential people I've ever worked with. Organizations like the KCs, whether it be the Eagles, the VFW, Rotary, Kiwanis, there are not a lot of young people involved, is there? No, no. I mean, let's be honest. It's guys your age. 64. And, yeah. A lot of us are 64. Yeah. Steve Strack, 72 or so. What happens to those organizations if younger people don't come along. I guess it's a it's a longevity clinic. You know, you got to stay young just to be involved. I don't know. We try to get younger people, you know. So, but it, we're we're lucky. We've been blessed. People come out. They show up. We gave a lot of money to charity, and uh, you know, I've been lucky to work with people like John over the years, like Terry Farmer, like you know Harvey and GDC. All these people, you surround yourself with people that are better than you, and you're just along for the ride. And that's kind of the way I look at it. John will be a, another recipient every five years. What are you going to do? Or are you going to go every year? We're not sure. Uh, that's going to be a discussion. We're still in the aftermath of a, a big event the other night. We've been talking about that. We we thought that award would be appropriate um, when we created it five years ago, and we, we didn't know how frequent. Then we had a pandemic in between. So we may wait for every anniversary. We may do it more frequently. But I think the thing that's special about this award 
It's not, um, we work with so many philanthropists, people that give away money as part of their life. And it, it's, it was created not only to talk about the people who do that. And Larry's uh, family has scholarship funds at the Community Foundation in honor of his parents. So he, he's doing that kind of philanthropy too, in addition to the incredible volunteer work. Just hearing him talk about what he's talking about sure. exhausts me. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> um, but we, we also wanted to use this to talk about people, to honor people who promote the concept. And I just know Larry through his professional life. He's probably created more philanthropy in this community through I don't know how many organizations by just suggesting clients. Hey, I know you. I know you volunteer at X Y Z charity. You ever think about leaving something for them as you're doing your planning? And he sees their tax returns. So I know those conversations for accountants can be very intimate with people. And I just know Larry Johnson promotes the notion of uh, philanthropy and giving away money as much or more than anybody I've ever met. And I think people that know him know that as well, in you know, addition to his but, director. But early in the foundation, I got to meet people like one of my heroes, Bill Schneering. I mean, one of the good guys. And he, you learn from people like that. And he, he did a lot for the community. He was a businessman, but he was a better corporate citizen. And so, you know, I've worked with a lot of people who go, you know, I can do something. I want to do something like that. And so people in my office, people in my firm, we do a lot of work with clients who give doing their estate planning. And sometimes they want to do something philanthropic, and sometimes they don't. Is there a minimum amount, John, that somebody can, uh, for a foundation? I mean, is there a minimum dollar amount that somebody wants to set up a foundation with you folks? Yeah, for to create a fund of the foundation, it's either ten dollars or $20,000 is a minimum amount, depending on the kind of fund they want to establish. And most of them that we have are kind of blow past that that minimum level at some point in time, especially as Larry just referenced when people are talking about their own estate planning. That's where the larger funds come from. But we like to see people who are doing this and engaged during their lifetime when they have excess resources they want to share with others. It's still a great, great tool, Sam. I still love the work. I get to work with people like Larry and others. Um, it's, it's amazing what people can do when they put their mind to it and concentrate on it and focus on it. And uh, we get to see that every day at the Community Foundation. Once they give you some resources, some money mm-hmm. to establish a foundation for whatever cause they want, what influence do they have as far as how the money yeah. is dispersed? Well, if they create what we call a donor-advised fund, uh, incredible amount of influence, they make recommendations for the grants to any charity they want to give to. And then we approve that, technically speaking, but it's, it's the hardly ever will we ever say you can't do that only if they are mistaken with the type of entity they want to give to if it's not a charity. So the donors really can be in the driver's seat as far as how they want to distribute the funds uh, through a donor advised fund. Do most of the foundation members, those that have uh, philanthropic so involved, do they make a dispersal every year or, or oh, yeah. is it every, every year there is, there are some grants coming out of every fund? Yeah. Uh, pr- pretty much. Okay. Uh, some will have a strategy to build it over a period of years, right. but then some will have multiple distributions per year. They'll, really? It's just not annual. It can be often. So it, it all depends on the fund. We customize each agreement. We've got nearly 300 funds now we administer, so wow. it's it's grown to a, a level um, back when Larry, I first met Larry, and we were out there hustling, talking to everybody we could think of. Um, it's re- it's really exploded here the last five years, especially. It's kind of doubled in size in all in all aspects. Are the recipients always from Sangamon County? No, no, um, no? okay. Th- we we serve eight counties, okay, technically, but community foundations, and we're like other community foundations across the country. We allow for grants to go to organizations across the country. I understand. Um, it, the vast majority are concentrated in this central Illinois area, 
But it is, say you're a family with a donor advised fund and your kids move out to California and they get involved with their charities out there, we can send checks to those organizations as well. But we're all place-based, these community foundations. Um, we serve certain regions of the country and ours are right here in central Illinois. So that's where the vast majority of activities are. Was there anything like this prior to 20 years ago when you folks started this? Well, th- this, if you recall the story here, Sam, uh, we've talked about many times, there was the Sangamon County Foundation right. that was founded in 1924. So we're on the nearly century mark for that entity, but it was pretty dormant for 80 years or so. It wasn't until 2002 that people kind of brushed it off and changed it from, technically from a private foundation to a public charity. And that's when the activities really um, started to happen, when Larry and others came on the board, John Eck, Lisa Stone, Doug King, Gary Suggs, just Mary Loken, um, just some of the best people. Butch was on there. Butch LZ, oh, my gosh. Yeah, in the early days. Oh, my just, gosh. I, I mean, it was like a list of first citizens on, on our board. Um, and so that, that's when it really took off, when those people said, let's, let's expand this and make it open to the entire community, and let's try and hire somebody. I don't know. They must have thrown a dart and landed on me uh, to, to get get the gig back then nearly 20 years ago. And I've been borrowing the reputations of these great people for years to just promote the notion based on what others are doing. As Larry said earlier, it's all about the stories. And once you explain what someone like Bill Schneering or others do, other people aspire to be like them. And that's a good great thing story, for our guys. community. Great story. Thanks for coming in. Congratulations. Hey. Oh, no. Thank you very much. But every time Thanks you mention for... Butch Elsey, though, you're not now. I always think of the greatest imitation of Kevin O'Day I've ever heard. <laughs> Hands on, knocked it out of the park. A tribute. But it's just like you, pebbles <laughs> at the monument. Pebbles at, at a, a monument. monument. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.